0: This episode is brought to you by StoryWorth and Ember. We are happy to have them on board making the show a possibility. We really are. Welcome to If These Ovaries <laughs> Could Talk. I'm Jamie. I'm Robin. And we're your hosts. sure Love
1: is love if you don't have to make a family by the If these
2: ovaries could talk, you would say. How do I get the sperm through custom?
0: I am a lesbian. So I think gay. So gay. We need to tell our story. It's
2: not your nuclear family anymore. It's not just your mom and dad. We're not ruining the little humans. Not for the gay reason. Just because we stick. Hi Jamie. Hi, Robin. How are you? I mean living the dream. The dream. In seclusion.
0: We are in social distancing quarantine time during this COVID nineteen pandemic. (sighs) Week nine (laughs) thousand and
2: sixty-five. Plus twelve. (laughs) Have you noticed that on Zoom calls, there's nothing left to say? So I have this like this weekly conference calls with some friends. And it's just like, no one has any experiences that are happening. So we're all just like, I don't know how you holding up. You good? Yeah. I yelled at my kids this week. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Don't beat yourself up about it. Yeah. Okay.
0: The amount of yelling that happens in houses. That's really all oh. we have to talk about. It's true. Is how much we're damaging our children right now and oh my our God. families.
2: <laughs> so right before this, I had to go like reboot the router. And as I was doing it, Henry was like, no, 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 no. Because he's in the middle of some like Minecraft auction. And I was like screaming. I was like, <laughs> he listen it. to me. I'm working <laughs> and I'm doing this. And then after... Mary comes out and she's like, "Um, I was on a call with my boss. And I just heard you. And I was just like, okay, cool. <laughs>
0: Great. Oh my God. So. The, uh, I feel like every time Anne is on a call with work, I scream at the kids at least once like a bad scream at least once I mean it's it's crazy how quickly things can turn to mayhem with your children it really is it's like so calm and cool and then the next second they're acting like crazy people and you're screaming at them like it's
2: like from zero are they Jamie or are we (laughs) (laughs) like today I was like having a discussion with Mary and I was like I feel like maybe you're not acknowledging the transition that happened from Sunday to Monday as much as the kids. I was like, do we need to start talking about, oh you know, things that are coming up? Because she doesn't mm-hmm. handle Mondays well. She was like losing her mind over snacks. Mondays are hard. They are even
0: even during this Groundhog's Day time. Mondays are killing me.
2: No, I'm we're like, just oh, going actually- back from spring break too. So it's like we had like nine days without the homeschooling, mm-hmm. and now it's back, and it was just ugh. I've I've thrown in a towel. Yeah, I really have. Listen, how important is it that our kids are smart? It's not important, right?
0: <laughs> I won't
3: be Half happy. a year
2: schooling, whatever.
0: Happy and kind—that's what I'm working on right now, and I'm not being that kind to them. So, <laughs> but so while Robin was over there fixing her internet issue, I went and surfed the book of the Fache, the Facebook, as you, you do, that. and I saw a funny meme. That meme—is it a meme? If it's a picture of something.
2: I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know exactly what a meme is. I, I think it's a, I think it's when it's a picture and then there's words. That's
0: okay. That's what I saw. I saw that. My friend God, Claudia. We sound so
2: old right now. By the by, my
0: Cla- my friend Claudia posted it. I, I, shout out to Claudia. I think she listens, and it's a picture of a margarita. <laughs> says, I have to share this with you guys because I think it's hilarious. <laughs> it's called quarantine coffee. It's just like normal coffee, but it has margarita in it and also no coffee. <laughs> I just think the wording is funny. It has margarita
2: Uh, in it. I love, I love, and also no coffee is my favorite part of that.
1: Coffee,
2: good lord, Jamie, good lord. So, my our news item for today, Jamie, Mm -hmm. Pride in New York City was postponed. First time in over fifty years that a parade won't happen in June.
0: It was going to be the fifty year anniversary of Pride. Was it? Well, if it's been fifty years.
2: Well, that doesn't mean it was the first one. Maybe it was sporadic. I don't know. Somebody fact check that and get fact back to us. Fact
0: check that. I think it is. I think, it's the 50- I think it was going to be like a big one.
2: You know what we need, Jamie, is we need a person. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it's just a made up character that's not really here, like Helen. And then I go, Helen!
0: Helen, fact check that! We should. Helen. Okay, Hel- Hel- Helen's hey Helen. not our
2: person. Helen should get a new job. She's like not. She's not handling it well.
0: <laughs> Helen's a mess. Helen's over there <sighs> chain smoking cigarettes and drinking whiskey. All
2: right, well. Because that's what my Helen. grandma
0: did. That's Helen. Helen Kelton, and she called everybody lady. No, wait a
2: minute. No, her name was Helen Kelton. Yeah, you don't.
0: You don't see the.
2: Helen, Helen Keller. Oh, I never
0: You're, no, ever. Seriously? Her name was Helen Kelton. Yeah, I seriously. mean, that was not her first. like it, That's just, amazing. I don't know what it was at first. Hop or something? Oh, my
2: God. All right, Helen we Kelton. should get
0: to the show, right? Helen huh.
2: Kelton. And, and Helen, our assistant, wants us to get to the She's, she's punching me right now. Tell me to get to the show.
0: No, but this whole pride thing, you know, like that probably normally in a normal world wouldn't have upset me. But when I read yeah. that, it felt like my heart sank for a second. It made me yeah. sad.
2: And well, it's, I think just, it's just, it's indicative of, of everything, yeah, right? Yeah, what's
0: going on and all the bad news that just keeps coming at us. But we want to
2: keep things light and happy, so. We do. <laughs> Helen, can you make me a COVID coffee, please? <laughs> Thank you. Before we introduce our guest today, <laughs> um, if you'd like to join our Patreon community, we've got all kinds of bonus content. We're talking videos, swag for joining. It's all there. You just head over to patreon.com slash ovaries talk. We're even... Putting up unedited, ad-free videos of some of our interviews. I have to say some because it's not all, but at you have to be at the gestational carrier level. I mean, we did this really cool there. thing
0: where we named every level after like you know fertility stuff.
2: It's really look great. at us. We're so clever. <laughs> well, so we shouldn't take credit. It was actually Helen's idea. Helen, um, let's, let's talk about our guests today, Jamie. All right, Angela and Jess. Okay, so Angela has been emailing us for what like, feels years. like years. I mean, we love her so much. First, she sent us the suggestion about doing a financial Molly. episode with Molly. And that was episode season three, episode seven. And it was called Money and Molly. Mm-hmm. And you want to go back and check that out for some tips. She sent us that. What else she sent us?
0: She also suggested a bunch of questions about The FMLA leave that Mm -hmm. we covered in our legal episode with Tony that was called Your Legal Questions Answered, which is in season four. It's episode seven. Go back and check that out because, you know, there's some good information in that one for sure. Yeah. and Angela really gave us some some good questions there.
2: And during the time she started listening, she had a baby. Yeah. like So it's like it's another ovaries talk baby. I mean, we're claiming it. And, you know, and she talked her wife, Jess, into coming in and they were huh? hilarious they're so So. funny
0: i can't even they're better they should be hosting this
2: show (laughs) oh my god they're better than us everybody's better than us though we know that
0: yeah but they battled something called help syndrome Mm h-e-l-l-p which you're going to hear about which is scary stuff
2: yeah well let's roll the interview shall we jamie they're so funny Jamie, I, do you want to pretend like they're in the other room?
0: Yeah, I, I, we go, should go bring ahead. them
2: in. Of go course ahead. we should bring
0: them in. I wish they were here with me right now in my know, social distancing quarantine. Because do you quarantine. feel like
2: they'd be fun in social distancing? So
0: fun. I just want to hang out with them. I just want to sit and have them make me laugh. So I don't, I don't think they
2: want to hang out with us. It's fine. Nobody All right, does. Angela and Jess. Helen, bring them in. <laughs> Helen, bring them in.
0: <laughs> Hi. Hello, Angela and Jess.
2: Hi. Hello. How are you? We're okay. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Good. For our listeners, we've just had the most hellacious uh, tech set up because these guys are in, are you in Cleveland or Cincinnati? Cincinnati,
1: down in the yeah, valley. Cincinnati.
2: And we've spent the last half hour getting to know one another yeah. while we go, did you check this? Did you check yes. that?
0: So we're together now. We've reached a place where we think we can go forward. <laughs> so <laughs> We think hopefully. so.
2: So we should tell our listeners that you are a listener who wrote into us about a couple of topics. And we were always like, oh, my God, those are fantastic ideas. And we did those ideas. And then we were like, why aren't you on our podcast? <laughs> yeah. And I think you got pregnant during our podcast, right? And had yes. been during our podcast. Yes. yes.
1: I believe I wrote to you a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. We're yeah. like best friends. We are, pretty much. BFFs.
2: It feels like it might be time for your 30-second elevator pitch.
1: Yeah. so (laughs) 30 seconds. (laughs) We were trying to rehearse that last night, and I'm always an overshare, so I'm going to try to cut it down a lot. Okay. Ready? On your mark, get set, go. Jess and I met at Columbus Pride about a decade ago, a little bit longer, and we became Facebook friends. Then a few years later, we started talking. What do you know? We love each other. We got married and paid down some student loan debt, and then we were like, okay, maybe we should have a baby. (laughs) So we started trying to have a baby, took three tries. He's here. He came 10 weeks early. He's amazing, and we forget what sleep feels like. Oh, we got two more seconds, and we love each other. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! Excellent! First mention of student loans in an elevator pitch. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I wrote to you guys about that, trying to figure out how to plan your life when you have student loans to pay, you want a child, and you want to buy a house, which we actually are in the process of doing. So, yes. That's how you gave us Molly.
2: Molly from our our financial advisor person who spoke to us. So anyone who hasn't, who was talking about the finances, go back to, I think it was season three for Molly.
0: It's so funny. And the, the, speaking of this topic, like our first chapter of our book deals with how do you decide how to do this and it would fit so well in the first chapter of our yes. book. Do yeah. so you just to wanted to talk book. about our book? I didn't want to talk about our book. I just it's like fresh in my mind, you know. <laughs> okay. You said a lot of things
1: in yes. there. Let's delve in.
2: Yeah. Your baby was born 10 weeks early or do we start and you want to start with how you made the baby? Let's start there.
1: Like all (laughs) normal lesbian couples would like to do. We did the IUI and it took three (laughs) tries for us to get pregnant.
0: Well, it wasn't. who carried?
3: Just carried. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I carried Mm. because I felt a yearning to become a mother but we also have three nephews from her brother, who's a part of a uh, <clears throat> Christian cult community here in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, so that's a whole other podcast, let me tell you, girl.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that's a podcast
3: oh, I want to I, hear. I, I, I'm,
2: a, I'm bonus content. Yeah, bonus, bonus content. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, you know, as oh soon God. as our third nephew was born, something just clicked. Like we had already visited the doctor and I was like, okay, I'm ready. Like, You know, Mm -hmm. we started looking at donors on all the sites and it's just like they say, once you find it, it's like this magical thing. Like we even connected with a donor number and it was like a very personal decision, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So, um. Wait, did you just say you connected
1: with a donor number? Yes. That's a first. For whatever reason, it looked right. Yes. And it had some numbers in it that kind of relate to our own lives together and then we got to see an adult picture of the donor, which, I mean, all babies are cute in their own way. We wanted to see what this kid could possibly look like when he grew up. right. So the look of the donor was yeah. someone who we would be friends with or that he seemed very kind in his picture. He and wasn't He
3: comes from a mixed background. That was very important to us, too. Like, you know, his background, I think, is Jewish. He's Russian. He's Irish and a little bit of everything, you know. And one of the reasons he wanted to donate was because he was from such a diverse background that he wanted to give that opportunity to other families. So, yeah. You know, it's a serious decision, and it just happened one Sunday, and then you decide to put $9,000 of sperm on your credit card.
1: Get those points.
3: Everything
0: else
2: is
1: yeah.
0: in the past. Airline miles. Yeah, You know, we took some nice vacations home to my parents with those miles we, we racked up for sperm. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. It's interesting. You can see adult pictures now. When we were doing this, yeah. there were no adult pictures. But that's a thing now. Now At there are actually adult pictures. Do you
3: have to pay extra for those? No, we no. didn't. But the he donated back in 2012. So that was a while ago. And wow. they still had that
1: it photo was the only available. Option. They didn't have his baby pictures. Mostly
3: people want the baby photo. They oh. don't want the adult photo. So it was really wasn't rare really? to have that too.
1: I, I want, want the, adult
3: the adult picture.
2: Me too. Sometimes a cute baby, you know, oh, doesn't end up, you know, oh, yeah, handsome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, it was even more difficult too for us because I, you guys have both went through genetic testing. Mm-hmm. They have what is it called? It's the blood thing. CMV negative or positive? So yeah. I'm negative, which uh-huh. the nurse has told me is very rare. Oh, so that limited it, our it limited
0: our donor, donor selection mm-hmm. by. Tenfold. at least 50%. <laughs> so oh. I had to have a negative donor. So you went and got tested before you bought the sperm and you found that out before you got the sperm. Yes. yes. Because I wouldn't have even thought to do
2: that. I mean, I remember I thought to do it, but my place was just like, mm, don't worry about that. And I was like,
1: really? <laughs> that can cause huge issues if you're negative and your donor is positive. Yeah. It During can the cause birth,
0: right? Issues. Is something with the canal and wait a second mine was we were opposite i think i was positive or negative and he was the other one
3: that's okay that's all right oh
1: it's yeah. just because you're certain, negative, it makes it harder? Yeah, there's
3: a certain way that, yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: it was like if she was going ah. to become positive while she was becoming pregnant, that could be the issue. If she became positive beforehand, then it's fine. She's already CMV positive. Someone who's negative being used as a donor, not going to be an issue. Interesting. Yeah, but we went to a reproductive endocrinologist, so she knew to do all of these tests before we knew what to and do. she
3: had gotten all of our group of lesbian ladies pregnant. So she knew. we <laughs> <he> knew he was a baby to get us knocked up.
1: Yeah. Basically, we're like, Molly, what did you guys do? Can we do it? Right. Yeah. It yeah. you yeah. was your doctor. Yeah, totally. Did you do the baby yeah. or the house first? And they were like, do the baby first. <laughs> so we did the baby yeah. first. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I love that you went to her for both financial advice and
1: like baby. baby. She's a lesbian life coach, I think. Everybody needs one of those. We love Molly.
2: But you got pregnant pretty easily then, third time.
3: Yeah. I was very fortunate that after I had the HSG test, which is a lovely, you know, Blow the balloon up your vagina and uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and make sure there's no blockage. I don't think I ever did that.
0: Is oh. it is that the water one where they run the
1: water through your vagina through it's your? I didn't do it anyway. Yes. it's dye. Yeah, yeah, the blue dye. I did there's that. Testing to make sure that all of your fallopian tubes are clear. And... Did
2: I go to the worst doctors in the world? Like nobody <laughs> did
0: any of this for me. You must have been really fertile or something. I got it done because I was I wasn't getting pregnant. So that's oh, me. Maybe
2: that's why. Because I did get checked out at the top of the process and they were like everything's great. So maybe that's why I had to get done. Crazy. I got it done
0: multiple times, actually. It did, and they said it was going to be painful. It wasn't painful for me.
3: Oh, I took a volume, honey.
0: <laughs> really? <laughs> <At> a girl. a <laughs> girl.
3: <laughs> for <laughs> <laughs> everything. I took a volume for all no, my I way, No shame too, in that game. Because <laughs> it was <laughs> no so painful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And, just, of course, and Jess, and Jess and has, like, yeah. a tilted
1: cervix. Yeah. So. I have a tilted
3: cervix, thanks to my mother. Of course. And yeah. the doctor was so of funny course. after she got done with the HSG because all my IUIs were so painful. She comes over. She's like, good job, you did so wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I got a gold star. Yeah. Oh, oh gold stars the gold star. yeah. And
1: amazing. then it's supposed to raise your chances of getting pregnant by like, like what, 20 or 30% or for the next couple of cycles. And we actually had a huge mix up with our doctor because of course, everything fell over Thanksgiving holiday and then Christmas holidays. So we, there was a huge mix up and we weren't able to try around the Thanksgiving holiday, but we tried again in Christmas December, Eve. Christmas Eve, she got inseminated. Yes. So he's our oh, Christmas wow. Eve baby.
3: And the sperm oh. place is only closed one day out of the year and it happens to be christmas so if i was ovulating <laughs> at the wrong time we would have had to wait a whole
1: other month in january Oh god. and you just experienced our tech issues i mean if things are going to go wrong for us they're going to go wrong so it was a freaking miracle yeah. that she was ready to <laughs> was ovulate on yeah. christmas eve so
2: i i'm obsessing over the birth at 30 weeks yes. yeah Well,
3: let me tell you, there's no planning. There was no option for us to even, you think about, okay, what's my plan A going to be? It's going to be a vaginal birth. What's my plan B going to be? It's going to be a C-section if it's an emergency, whatever. But nothing prepares you for having your kid so early when you're only 30 weeks along. I was having complications at 29 weeks with a lot Mm. of rib pain that was kind of radiating all the way from the front to the back. And Uh I was taking Tylenol, you know, approved medication from my doctor and some Mm -hmm. baths and stuff like that. I went in July 4th, the holiday, of course, into my regular doctor's (sighs) office. They ran all the tests and everything and everything came back. No protein in my urine, no nothing. I just was miserable. Third trimester pregnant lady. Heartbeats were fine. Heartbeats fine and everything, yeah. And then uh, we were on our baby moon. We went up oh. and had a little getaway, which was not much of a getaway.
1: It was about 45 <laughs> minutes away because yeah. I was like, let's be close to our hospital just in case so something happens." this is
3: the dead of summer. It's, Fucking hot outside. I mean, (laughs) every pregnant lady's worst nightmare is being outside in the heat. You know, you're already swollen. You got cankles going on. All that fun stuff. (laughs) So, I am miserable in the hotel. They have a pool, which helped, definitely. (laughs) And
1: a nice jacuzzi.
3: But I could not shake this rib pain. And I'm like, what is happening? And I just had this like motherly gut instinct. I said, babe, let's go. Buy a blood pressure cuff just to be sure. Yeah. So we buy one at the wait, store. Wait, wait, hold on. Can I wait?
2: What made you
1: say blood pressure cuff with rip pain? I think we had been kind of forewarned from some other people about preeclampsia. Yeah. And so Jess okay. was kind of hyper aware. She had this feeling that she was going to get preeclampsia, uh-huh. and because of our BMI, like everyone's always like, you're going to get preeclampsia. You're going to deliver early Which because you're bigger. Mean anything, no, by the way. Uh, yeah. There might be a slightly increased chance, but just because. But you're big anyway, doesn't I had this feeling, you know, it's
3: another, it's another measure, another check to make sure that you're okay. Okay, you know, your levels are okay. Mm-hmm. So we buy it. I test myself. I'm like one fifties over hundreds, oh. and I'm like, this is ridiculous. It's yeah. got to be the blood pressure machine. It's so <laughs> I put it on Anne, and Anne tests fine, right? And yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll test myself again. So I still was high again, and then the next day she's like, you know, you're not getting any better. I'm going to bring you back home just so we can be close to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And we ended up calling our doctor and she's like, you know, we just tested you. I'm sure you're fine, but go ahead and come to the hospital. We'll triage you. It's going to be expensive. And We're uh, like, we, know. we
1: already planned. Uh, this. I mean, he left the house <laughs> and I looked at dollars.
3: her and I was like, babe, what is, what if this is it? Like this Mm. could be, it. I mean, I had, we had our hospital bag half packed.
1: Yeah. I was like, I'll bring my work computer. We
3: didn't even bring it. (laughs) (laughs) So we show up at the hospital and this beautiful blonde, which I'm not even attracted to (laughs) blondes, but anyway, (laughs) beautiful blonde woman (laughs) is triaging me. She looks like she's like, you know, 32 or something. And, you know, I'm just, we're talking, she's taking my blood pressure, doing all the vitals, all that stuff. Not even thinking I would have the baby that week. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, how many kids do you have? Oh, well, I have six. <gasps> what? You have <laughs> six kids? No way. Oh, she wait. started when she Did was you have them all yourself? <laughs> and I'm laying here like I can fucking take one right now. <laughs> like, like, I can't handle this. Oh, yeah. when, so our, our OBGYN was in the hospital. She was in uh, surgery and she comes out. They've done a blood draw. They've done the blood draw. They They've done all the up stuff in there, and, and she goes, "Oh, well, you're gonna have your baby this week." And I'm like, oh "Excuse God. me, Yes. I ma- developed help syndrome, which is very rare. There's only about twenty thousand cases that happen a year, and less than four percent pregnancies that are even reported." And basically, it's elevated liver enzymes. There's a bunch of different other stuff, but basically, it's the most severe form of preeclampsia
1: that you can get. Yeah, she Whoa. was basically at risk for her brain seizure, <gasps> for her livers and her liver and her kidneys to basically lose liver function. all
3: organ failure. Yeah. Oh my God. Um. And so, oh my God, had no clue. I mean, I was walking just fine yeah. and everything yeah. like that. She and was swollen,
1: but we thought that was just pregnancy. That's part right. of it. So and you, she. You yeah.
3: get swollen as as you guys know, and because your and, liver's uh, not
1: functioning too, right? Properly, just don't
3: know mm-hmm. what's gonna what is normal, what's not normal. Right.
1: So yeah. and oh, she wasn't God. having any contractions or anything. It was just like her body was saying, "I'm done being pregnant. It yeah. could not handle it anymore." So they immediately hooked her up to a magnesium drip.
3: Have any of you experienced no. this? No.
1: Oh, I bet some
3: of your <laughs> listeners have, and they will definitely comment. They call it the mag in the hospital. Okay. And it's AKA liquid fire. And <sighs> they really do mean liquid fire. Wow. So it is a protection for you and the baby, it but it feels and- like you are just burning <gasps> from the inside
0: out. Oh, my God.
3: That's And crazy. so the lady that they brought to start my line, I mean, unfortunately, mm-hmm. it was so swollen, She could not get it. She pricked me four times. I can't even with that. I can't with that. I can't with that. (laughs) Finally got it in. Yeah. And then she's like, well, you're 30 weeks, so you can't have your baby here because there's certain tiers of NICUs, which are the neonatal care units for babies born under a certain age. And the hospital I was at don't deliver under 32 weeks. And that (laughs) was 30 weeks.
0: I was actually 20.
3: What do you mean? Where am I going? <laughs> I had to have a lovely hospital five ride away. five blocks away, oh, which j- cost $4,000. Right. <laughs> Thank you God. for insurance.
1: Thank God for insurance. Yeah. So what we but transferred over there.
3: At this point, I'm still pregnant. Yes. You know, I'm on the magnesium drip. And amazingly enough, it's helping the rib pain. It goes away.
0: So and can so- I interrupt you? What
1: Did they explain yeah. what the rib pain was about? That's part of HELP syndrome. They weren't sure if it was related to her liver enzymes. Like they thought that her liver, the capsule around her liver was Mm -hmm. getting inflamed. And that could have caused the rib pain. They also had some idea that maybe Jonah had his like feet up under her ribs or something. They weren't sure. All we knew was that Mm -hmm. the magnesium made it feel better. But the only cure for preeclampsia or HELP syndrome
3: is delivery. There's no cure. There's no magic pill, no mag that you could be on. And you you can't even be on magnesium that long because it will kill you. (laughs) So I was on it for four days. Four days. days. And I look like a cow on top of a cow. Like if a cow ate a cow, that's how (laughs) I look.
2: And I imagine you're sleeping really well because you're on fire. (laughs) Yeah. So you're probably just getting all the rest you needed right up to delivery.
3: (laughs) But a coworker had told me about her experience with magnesium about two weeks before I delivered Jonah. So I kind of had an idea from her based on her experience. And she was like, oh, yeah, I had to have ice packs all over my body because I was just burning. And so we finally figured out after how many hours in the labor and delivery at this other hospital that if Ange put like wet washcloths, ice washcloths on my body for 10 minutes and just rotated them. I mm. actually felt somewhat comfortable. Oh but if God. a fan hit me, I started shaking. Oh my God. It was like too uncontrollably. Much it was too much.
1: Yeah. Wow. So this yeah. sounds really good. Anyway. She was on the mag for forty eight hours and they kept taking her blood two to test. Shots. Yeah, she got two steroid shots in, in the butt, butt um <laughs> to help Jonah's <laughs> lungs develop because you know yeah. magnesium isn't enough. They gotta <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. So she was on the mag for 48 hours and then they took her off because her levels were stabilizing. And they said, okay, so we think that. You're responding really well. We'll we'll put you on bed rest and you'll be on bed rest for maybe the next week or two. At home? Uh, no, at the an- hospital.
3: antipartum. Mm-hmm. You know, antipartum's is the ticking time bombs, as you could say, the women <laughs> that are still <laughs> pregnant and we're just waiting for them to blow up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like, you know, 7 a.m. in the morning and all these doctors are just like, they, they do their rounds. So you never get any sleep. And the doctors come in and they're like, we are just shocked that you are still pregnant. Like, (laughs) you you know, we thought that you would not be pregnant anymore.
1: Yeah. One of the first doctors to come in was like, you're going to have your baby on Tuesday or Wednesday. Wednesday was my birthday. So I was like, oh my God, (laughs) things are happening.
3: So it had been 24 hours off of the magnesium. I had the rib pain come back and it came back tenfold Mm -hmm. and- Basically, very quickly, Jonah was delivered emergency Mm C-section.
1: And I couldn't be in the room because they had given her a shot of blood thinners because they thought she was going to be on bed rest. So, and and this all happened at shift change. So I had to go under
3: anesthesia. Yeah, general anesthesia. Like I was completely under. Mm -hmm. So I was definitely freaking out. Yeah.
1: She was wheeled away and some nurse led me into a hallway and was like, you're going to be okay? And I thought she was going to stay with me. I was like, yeah, I just need to make a few phone calls, right? Got to call my parents. Got to call my best friends. One of my aunts was going to be our doula. And then the nurse was gone because shift change had happened and she was now off shift. So I'm standing <laughs> alone waiting for somebody to come out and tell me that Jess is alive and okay, that Jonah is alive and okay. They finally wheeled Jonah out in his little isolette and I see him and, you know, that's a shocker because he came out at two pounds, 3.9 ounces. He was very small. Oh he had Thank this CPAP you. machine on and they were about to wheel him down to the NICU. I didn't know that I could go with him to the NICU. Nobody told me that. And I didn't know where to go to wait for information on Jess because they were still finishing up the C-section on her. Eventually, I got some news from the doctors that everything went great. Jess was fine. And then I was able to go and see Jonah and the NICU. Then Jess had to go back on magnesium for <laughs> yeah, 24 hours. You know, two days ain't enough. Because <laughs> once you develop HELP syndrome, you also can still become preeclamptic yeah. or at that point eclamptic for up to six weeks after you deliver. Mm-hmm.
3: I don't want to scare anybody, but no one around me has ever had a preemie baby.
1: <laughs> so...
3: We had no idea what to expect. This baby has just been taken from you.
1: I mean, Mm -hmm. you go through a huge surgery. I think I saw like 70% of women who give birth prematurely, they end up with PPD or PPA. But
3: Mm -hmm. we we got very fortunate that Jonah is Italian and um, (laughs) in a very good mix of strong genes. We're feisty. Because when he came out, he came out screaming and very vocal.
1: (laughs) Yes. And he never had to be intubated. No. Wow. So his whole four. 47 day stretch in the NICU, he was considered a feeder grower. Yes. So he just had mean? to gain he just had to gain weight yep. and get bigger. So we were able wow. to take him home and he weighed four pounds 12 ounces, I think it was. Four wow. pounds 15 ounces, something like that. And he was so tiny. So tiny. tiny. Yeah. But <laughs> he was just adorable. And of course, we're completely in love. Hey Robin.
2: Yeah.
0: You know what I'm super excited about for this Mother's Day this year?
2: No, I I don't. But I have a feeling you're going to tell me, though. I
0: sure am. So here's what happened. Last year, I got my mom a subscription to StoryWorth, Mm -hmm, which is this online service that sends these weekly thought-provoking questions to her so that she can write down her memories and her stories and her personal thoughts. And here's the fun thing. At the end of the year, Storyworth takes all those questions, all those answered questions, and any photos that she included and Mm -hmm. bounds them in a keepsake book. And then they ship it to you for free. So I'm going to get a book. I'm getting a book soon.
2: Is it Bounds or is it Binds? It's probably Binds. But I like Bounds as I, I like that's fun. And that, and that also, by the way, back to Storyworth, that is really cool. I mean, it's like such a great way to engage with your mom, especially now that, you know, we all have to stay away from each other, you know, with all the social distancing crud.
0: Yeah, no, I know. And one of the questions, they asked was what's your favorite Mm -hmm. joke and like her trying to write out this long drawn out joke that also includes this italian accent was (laughs) is super (laughs) hilarious i mean this joke is a class it's a family classic we've heard it many many times but having it written down is is kind of priceless because it's funny and i'm just really excited to have all these pieces of my mom written down Mm -hmm. in a book Mm -hmm. that i can keep forever and i can share it with my kids it really it's it's really special
2: that it, it is so special. and It's just such a great idea for Mother's Day gift for all of our listeners. And, and just like you said, like the idea of keeping these things, these stories alive. I love it. So, I mean, yeah. if you guys still have a mother, I mean, I don't. Uh, <laughs> oh. What, too soon? Too soon. <laughs>
0: Oh God! I'm well, sorry listen, for your the, loss, the person who
2: would get that joke the most is my mother. But for <laughs> those of you who do, you <laughs> should get this for Mother's Day. I'm telling you, give your mom the most meaningful gift this year with Storyworth. Get started right away without the need for shipping by going to Storyworth.com/oct, and you're going to get ten dollars off your first purchase.
0: That's amazing. That's Storyworth.com/oct for ten dollars off, and in a year, you're going to get a book. Go do it, seriously.
2: Make some memories. Make those memories.
3: Lucky for me, I got uh, readmitted
1: with rib pain. Oh, geez. And yeah. We we were very hyper aware of everything that Jess was experiencing. And we thought she was having symptoms of eclampsia again turns out it was just gallstones so she had to get her gallbladder taken out but apparently that's also really common when you're pregnant because of the yeah Yeah. when you give birth you lose weight really quickly and your body's changing so much that sometimes it can just
2: but you guys are like you guys are dealing with a preemie being like in the hospital for so many days and then another sickness while you're still recovering. I mean, what was that even like for both, like for you, Jess, but also for you, Angela, you had to feel helpless. I can't even imagine.
3: You know, I don't know how to even answer that, Robin, because I look back and think, how did I make it through? Because there's so mm-hmm. many things, like we were scheduled that Monday to take Lamaze classes. He was yeah. born Wednesday. <laughs> like I, wasn't, I didn't even get that experience. Class. Uh, all of the baby showers, which were scheduled, were all canceled. (laughs) There were four. And you know, I didn't get to experience being pregnant for 40 weeks. You know, I mean, obviously, that's the miserable part of it. But still, I absolutely loved my bump. I loved somewhat being pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) It's a double edged sword, you
1: know, I had a lot of private cry sessions. Yeah. <laughs> I experienced a lot of worry just because the NICU really sends you home saying, keep your baby in isolation as long as possible because when they're born so early, they don't have as much time to mm-hmm. get those antibodies from the mother mm-hmm. that they would when they're in the womb. So we were basically saying to everyone don't come and visit unless right. you've gotten a shot. So and no, can one come could, and help. no
3: one could come help. Oh my God. How did it become happened. an alcoholic through all this is amazing probably because i was breastfeeding <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah well you guys have had a lot of trauma that that's a, a lot of trauma yes
1: we have. we came out which is great on on a good in mm-hmm. a good place yeah. jess is yeah. doing well jonah's doing well we're in a one-bedroom apartment but we just we have a contract on a house so hopefully Ooh, we'll be moving into a house next yes. month thank you yeah we're excited Congratulations! Yes. Uh, give John yeah. his own bedroom currently he sleeps in the living room yeah mm-hmm. he sleeps yeah. yeah
2: that's what we had a one bedroom when my first daughter was born and so yeah. we had a crib set up in the living room and then we had a pack and play in the bedroom yep. so we would put her to bed in the in the bedroom and then we would transfer her when we went to bed but it was like we always had to nice. go to bed at the exact same time because she would wake up and it was just like when we finally got into a two-bedroom we were like I can stay up and you can go to bed. It was like, because you were you were just like, I guess we're going to bed now. And the two of us had to like, you know, wander off. It was like a pain in the badoobies.
1: Yes, <laughs> definitely a pain in the badoobies. Definitely. <laughs> one, one thing you
2: guys mentioned, like struggling a little bit with postpartum and that as a non-bio mom, you went through oh. it too. Can you guys talk a little bit yeah. about that?
1: Yeah, well, Jess's experience was certainly more traumatic than mine, but I definitely had to sit down and like, give voice to my own feelings of postpartum anxiety because I became the sole provider. And I went through this experience where I almost lost my wife and I almost lost my child. And now I couldn't spend the time that I wanted to with my family because I needed to work and make sure that they were okay. And it was just, it was a lot. It was very overwhelming to fill this role that I was not prepared for growing up, because I thought I was going to be a stay-at-home parent. I thought that I was going to give birth to like six children. <laughs> that flew out the window. It was a lot. And I needed to talk to somebody about it, because I didn't want to take it out on Jess, because she was experiencing so much more pain and struggle than I was, because she had gone through this traumatic birth. She was staying at home with Jonah. She was giving up a career to do this. And I didn't want to burden her with all of my feelings. And when I think it got to a point where I was starting to be mean to her and uh, take out my frustrations on her. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to call our, my EAP line through work, the employee assistance program, and get set up with a counselor. So I've been going to see one for a while now which has helped. And I
3: don't think we talk about it enough as women and support each other enough mm-hmm. for postpartum depression. Like same kind of situation for me. I mean, I was dealing with so much. I was angry too. Yeah, I was pissed off. She was robbed. I was robbed of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And it was no one's fault, particular. It was my body. You know, I mean, imagine that your body gave out. Like yeah. Yeah. it mm-hmm. just didn't want to be pregnant. And so I felt like I let my son down. I felt like he's in there because of me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, so I recognized that I needed medication. And while I'm not a big pill taker, you know, it did help. And it's the lowest dosage that you could take. Mm -hmm. But highly recommend that, you know, you check in with your friends that are pregnant and, you know, postpartum. We don't talk about it enough. I mean, I had what? twenty four prenatal visits and one postpartum visit. and they ask you one survey
0: about how you mm-hmm. feel
3: that's not yep. enough for women. yeah, it's a not really enough. valid
0: point. you're It's very true. I'm pretty sure I had some postpartum, and I just I just didn't think that it I didn't think I had it because nobody really delved in enough for me. And I think that I probably could have used some help in that first at least six months after he was born,
2: yeah. there's just a darkness, yeah. I think that can yeah. come in and you just feel like, you're supposed to feel all this joy and maybe you don't feel it and you're and you're just and you're tired or you're and you're feeling tons yeah. of anxiety. Yeah. And it just won't go away. Mm-hmm. And then maybe yeah. you're fighting with your person and, yeah. you know, it's like all that.
0: Yeah. And I just didn't yeah. know. You know, I didn't realize that what I was experiencing could be actually symptoms of postpartum. And I need I needed somebody to say to me, I think you might be suffering from something because I'm not going to say it myself. Yeah. So yeah. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important.
1: Yeah, and there's such a stigma about, yeah. you know, around taking medication. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know, it's a chemical in our brains. It's not related to who you are as a person or how strong you are or anything like that. It is a chemical in your brain that needs a little bit of help to, you know, lower your amount of anxiety and depression. It just there's nothing to be ashamed of if you have to take medication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. at all. Yeah. And it's safe. I mean, she could exclusively pump the whole time and still take off It was safe for Jonah. That's right. great.
2: But also just from like what we're witnessing, it looks like you guys have a very strong relationship. You could just see it in mm-hmm. the way that you guys are talking to each other. So,
1: <laughs> We're <laughs> Italian. We helps. fight hard and we love hard. Uh,
2: hold on, Jamie. My sister's texting me. <laughs> okay. She wants to tell everyone about Emberwave's new hot flash mode. It sounds like it's helping her with menopausal side effects. Okay. that's cool. <laughs> no, it actually is. Anything to keep me from hearing about how hard menopause is for her, I'm serious. And for those of you who don't know, because it's not just for people with menopause, the Ember Wave is the first bracelet that helps you feel colder or warmer at the press of a button, which I need all the time. And mm-hmm. it works with your body and mind, and it makes you feel more comfortable in a matter of minutes.
0: Yeah, no, it really is cool. It's based on the science of how your mind and body respond to temperature sensations. And I'm
2: actually glad for you that they added a menopause mode. For me, I I love it so much that I actually bought a new one after my sister stole mine from me. Yeah. And I use it to help me fall asleep. Not for menopause, Jamie. I press the button and it helps me maintain a comfy temperature as I blissfully drift off to sleep.
0: Yeah, you might have to start using
2: that hot flash mode. You, soon though. you better mean. seriously slow it down. I'm going to punch you right upside the head.
0: Actually, you know, I love my Amber Wave because it's unseasonably cold right now for mm-hmm, April. Mm-hmm. And this house I'm staying in is freezing. It's always cold in here. And the Amber Wave is really helping me stay comfortable.
2: Well, listen. For all you folks at home who want an Ember Wave, and it should be all of you, I think, now through Mother's Day, you can receive fifty bucks off your order as part of Ember's site-wide Mother's Day sale. All you have to do is head to EmberWave.com/oct, and that's E M B R W A V E.com/oct. Yes,
0: that's EmberWave.com/oct, and you're going to receive fifty dollars off your order this Mother's Day. Big Mother's bucks. Day!
2: Fifty bucks off. Well, I'm assuming you guys are taking a breath before you have a second.
1: (laughs) I've told Jess she's not allowed to get pregnant again because help syndrome survivors also have a higher likelihood of (sighs) developing help syndrome again. They don't know, though. They don't have the
0: research.
1: (laughs) Jess, Uh I could still do it. All we know right now is we're going to wait until Jonah can wipe his own butt. And then we'll try again.
0: My daughter's uh, six, and I'm still wiping her butt. I don't know. I mean, she can. she capable of doing? She can do it. I just don't trust her. She chooses not to. I I choose for her not to because I'd rather make sure it's clean.
2: My daughter's almost 11. I think it's just starting to get clean now. Oh, gross. Yeah, it's great.
1: Jonah's already going to have two crazy moms. He needs to share that burden with somebody
0: else. Jess, in the beginning, were you planning on carrying two kids or were you just doing one and then seeing what was going to happen?
3: Yeah, that's part of the mourning process because I wasn't prepared to only have one. Mm -hmm. I uh, definitely thought that there was a possibility that I could have two. She was okay with that. So I thought, oh, I could have another kid. And obviously, with everything that happened, mm-hmm. I have one, and I'm very lucky. Yeah, yes. You are, and we're very fortunate to be alive.
0: Yeah,
2: yes, yeah. you are. Well, I can't wait till you have another baby on our show, and then we bring you <laughs> on back on our
0: show.
1: Maybe not have it on the show. On the show. But yeah, <laughs> although that'd be a first. I did want to say, as someone who works in a hospital. For two women who are having a baby, you can both be put down as moms, usually on the birth certificate. So we are both on Jonah's birth certificate. And in the hospital electronic medical records, you can also both be listed as mother. And I would highly recommend that you push do that because it is going to save you a lot of frustration when you are bringing your child back for more visits because Mm. they want the parents listed in the EMR to be the ones to make decisions. So if you are both not in there as his parents or as your child's parents, you are going to have to get more documentation to show that you're both the parents in order to make decisions. So as listeners, if you are having a child, make sure that you fight for you and the non-bio parents to be down in all the documentation. So everybody at home listening, you know, if those forms are not up to date, you
0: talk to somebody there. You make sure they do. Mm -hmm.
2: Thank you guys so much. This was so wonderful. It took us a minute to get you in here, but (laughs) it was so worth it. This is great. We love you guys. I I feel like we're going to need need updates, so keep us posted. Please. And I can't
0: wait to see pictures.
2: I feel like every holiday I'm going to be like, God, I hope they're all right. Like every every, <laughs> every holiday.
0: <laughs> well, we only wish you all the best health and happiness and good luck in Thank the new you. house. And it's super Thank exciting. I'm so glad everything turned out okay for you guys.
2: Yes. yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love wow. those ladies. Just love them.
0: I love them. And listen, that help
2: syndrome is no joke. That's right? But also, you know what's wow. no joke? Jess. Like, Angela made it seem like she's like a a tiny little flower who's never going to want to be on air. And then she comes in like Shecky Green and, like, was hilarious.
0: So funny. So great. They need their own podcast, those two. I know.
2: Well, let's not have competition for ourselves here, Jamie, okay?
0: (laughs) They beat us. They would beat us for all awards. That's fine. Don't do it, guys. Don't do it. Just come on our show and... Guess.
2: Well, folks, if, well, I'm gonna, this is a nice place for a transition. So we want to remind everybody that we've got a book coming out in September called If These Overs Could Talk, The Things We've Learned About Making an LGBTQ Family, September yes. 22nd. You want to be on the lookout for that. It's
0: coming out. There's going to be some other stuff coming up surrounding that book, too. So just follow us on the social so you Wait, can learn all what, about that Helen, stuff.
2: What? Oh, Helen says that there will be pre-order information for the book at some point. <laughs>
0: At some point, we just don't know when. So we'll keep you posted. Thanks, Um, Helen. Okay. Thanks, Helen. She's always there. She always knows. So good, Helen. But guys, let's keep this conversation going. Join us on the social. You can find us at ovaries talk on Twitter, ovaries underscore talk on Insta, if these ovaries could talk on Facebook. And you can also join our community there and you can talk to other listeners, which is always just a joy. (laughs) You can also join our community on Patreon at patreon.com slash ovaries talk for the bonus content we talked about earlier. And you can subscribe to us now on YouTube. We
2: are everywhere.
0: I'm all over TikTok too. And soon Robin will be. Jamie's on TikTok. That's right. You guys follow me on TikTok. Follow Jamie funny. on TikTok. I think it's funny. But also, you know, follow us on YouTube to catch up on our Ovaries Talk live streams. Yeah, if you miss that it during the, the day,
2: you can, you can catch it on the YouTube. hmm mm-hmm. right. And thank you to our sponsor StoryWorth and Ember Wave. I mean, seriously, we're so thankful that you help us make the show a possibility. And that is yes. a serious thank you. Thank you very much.
0: And, you know, to all the folks out there, stay safe, stay healthy. Stay safe. Stay happy.
2: Laugh. Try to laugh. Have some uh, COVID coffee. Yeah, quarantine, quarantine coffee. I keep screwing up the joke. It's fine. And then, <laughs> folks, get help if you need it. You know, these are crazy days. I mean, Jamie yeah, needs yeah. help, and I keep telling her to get help. She's not getting it yet, but she's going to soon.
0: Get that help, and tell Helen to put the cigarette down. Helen!
2: <laughs> I, she's just, she, it's like she's over there wrinkling papers, like, <laughs> It's like oh, it's crazy. What, what the fuck are you doing, Helen? <laughs> like, it's no, like it's this crazy. is not an internship. I'm paying you $5 an hour, Helen. <laughs>
0: five dollars now don't put that out there we pay Helen. we pay we Helen a well.
2: mi- minimum wage it's fine <laughs> i just said minimum rage listen helen's You're lucky she's rage. got a job i'll tell you what helen <laughs> oh god we have to end this because people are <laughs> people are like who's helen she is our producer
0: <laughs> is, is, is robin hoarding a woman in her she lives
2: <laughs> in my daughter's closet, closet since i'm recording in my daughter's bedroom right now all right i mean for the love of god eggs <laughs> Ovaries. Be quiet, Helen. Ouch.
0: Out. Stop.
2: <laughs> if these o- o- ovaries could talk, they would say, X ovaries out.